Welcome to the Poetic Resurrection Podcast, where we explore perceptions. How self-reflecting questions can give you a better understanding of self. I'm your host, Sonia Iris Lozada. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Poetic Resurrection. This week, we have CEO Spoken King. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing great. I'm really happy to have you on the show. And you are going to read the Black King song, which I really like, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. Here we go. Yes, I know who I am. I'm a black king. Yes, I am more than just a man. So just listen to my story because I'm going to tell it the best way I can. The world recently started to love me from my bronze skin to my Afro, from my braids to my dreads that bear many knowledge. So tell me who from the beginning was actually thinking higher. Our knowledge helped the world to rise to a higher power. Many say they see my visions and my dreams and many and my aspirations to heal people from a role that the world wanted us to play but down in the trenches, many people start to think a different way. Leaving a king with many tears of unforeseen dreams, choosing his family over things God blessed him to have to bless the world. So the question is, are you doing the right thing? Because if God gives you a talent to bless the world, he may be using you to connect with another person across the world. Too many of us are sleeping on our dreams. Instead of being woke, too many of us are driving off of the street of life and falling into the ditch of broken promises and dreams untold. The dilemma the Black King holds. So don't stop our growth. Too many untold dreams lie before my eyes. I refuse, I refuse, I refuse to be another statistic in the world's mind. Suicide used to be Satan's way to cover my eyes. Thank you, Lord, for waking up my third eye. This is why now I can give you many excuses why I fail. But how many of you will realize I didn't stay knocked down, but I rose up? time after time 
led by the Holy Spirit and the glory divine, I know if I keep on pushing my dreams of peace and finishing the race will be mine. This is the Black King song. Uh, this is not our ordinary rhyme. The true kings walk in the land of the blind with one eye. We bear scars that hold the ultimate truth. People say they are afraid of no man, but are afraid of progression. The truth is you can never be afraid of what tomorrow will bring. Just live for today, our present, because tomorrow is unforeseen. This is the true process of a black king. We bear many crowns and rings, but deep down inside, this is the song we sing just to hold our family up so they won't ever have to sink. Beautiful. I mean, it has so much history within that poem. Oh, yes. Indeed. Yeah. And when I wrote that poem, you know, I was just thinking about like, we hear so much on the news and stuff like that. And, and for the longest time, you know, Black people been trying to say, hey, look, we Black, we beautiful and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, they just around the corner, like very recently, we became the newest, hottest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I just wrote that because I always saw that as funny, like, as as a black man and you know growing up in a black family and you know even even in the brown families you know some of us was just looking at the whole situation like oh so y'all love us now <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah i think so many years people just didn't listen mm -hmm. i think the information was there but it was like oh no that that can't some of it is so bad that a lot of people didn't believe it was happening, mm -hmm. you know, but it, but yeah. it really was happening. Mm -hmm. And I think since the black lives matter, mm -hmm. it, people are really listening more because everybody oh, yeah. marched on that. It didn't matter mm -hmm. on the color of your skin. It was just exactly. about equality. Exactly. You know? Cause exactly. you know, at that time is black lives matter. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then there was the attack on the Asian people. It's just, yeah. It, there's a dichotomy and people mm -hmm. are fighting that change, but it's change is going to mm -hmm. happen. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. Can't fight change. It's like trying to mm -hmm. fight getting old. You're going to mm -hmm. get old if you're, if you're still alive. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, it's like certain things, you know, when you growing up, you know, you're like, okay, why can I not, you know, say this or say that. And, you know, and your parents had to explain to you like, the horrible history and stuff and like so and then you have as a kid you be asking more questions like well why did they think like that you know and you know that's why I, that's why i wrote that poem because i was like at the same time looking at it as a grown-up 
but also looking at it, looking at life in a child's eyes. Like they like, yo, why y'all fighting? Like, what's the whole point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and so when you break down life, like, like, you know, how it says in, in the Bible stuff, when you look through a child's eyes, you know, you see God, you know what I'm saying? Cause that, what what they mean by that, they mean like you break down all the negative and you just see the pure and you right. be like, so why are you hating because this person is doing this? Why are you hating because this person over here is this color or that color or they speak different or they hey, but, look different than you, you know? Yeah. And they have a belief that's different. Yeah. Your belief that's different. You know, I tell a lot of people like I'm a Christian, but I don't judge. I'm like. I said, I told somebody, I said, my most interesting conversation was when you had a Christian and an atheist to send down. We was just talking about the game. Yeah. I'm like, yo. And I was, I told somebody, I said, look, he knows where I stand and he respects it. And he knows where I stand and he respects it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, yo, when you have that respect factor, you could do a lot in the world. And that's the whole point yeah. of the Black King song. Cause in the King's eyes, he, he don't just look at what's going on with A and B. He looks at what's going on with the whole alphabet Yeah. and trying to come up with the best solution. So yeah, I don't think that as um, humanity, we can r- rise up with the dichotomy based mm-hmm. on culture and religion, mm-hmm. you know, because if you really read scriptures and I'm mm-hmm. fascinated by scriptures, I was raised Catholic, yes. mm-hmm. but I'm fascinated because if you look at their scripture, they have different names for things, but mm-hmm. it's basically all the same stories. Exactly. You know, they have maybe their God is a different, you know, name Mm -hmm. or how they can. But the stories are basically the same. Mm -hmm. So to me, it shows me that we are just basically the same, too. Mm -hmm. We just have to stop that separation. You know, I think the pandemic did a lot of good things as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was devastating, really, because I was very fearful for my parents. Mm -hmm. But it also made you think about what's really more important. Mm hmm. Look at how many people quit their jobs and they had nothing else to go to. It's like, whatever, I just can't do it anymore. But I want to get back to your poem. Okay, <laughs> I I'm, so, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I'm... it's not you. It's me. I just kept <laughs> rambling off. Of... Okay, because yes. we covered that the Black Lives Matter. We, we covered that section mm-hmm. of it. Our knowledge helped the world to rise to a higher power. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that? Is that in the history of it or is it in current times that you are referring to that no i'm I'm talking about history like before me and you was even walking on the earth i'm like i'm going way back like into like when you talk about the african culture people are starting to figure out that oh shoot we pretty much all almost have ties to this one continent. I'm like, mm-hmm. so where, that's where that message came in. Like our knowledge helped the world to rise to a higher power. Cause think about it. When you think about Egypt, what's the first thing you think about the pyramids, 
Even nah, before that, I mean, you yeah, got be, Neanderthal man and there exactly. were, they, and they, uh, yeah, I actually was studying something else. I'm writing a story about Neanderthal mm -hmm. and people thought that they were stupid, but they weren't. They had burials, mm -hmm. you know, there were actually seven humanoid cultures living on earth at one point. Mm -hmm. It's all based, you know, from the continent of Africa. Yeah. And, and then went into Europe. Mm-hmm. So imagine that knowledge that started in Africa started spreading out to the whole world. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a beautiful line. Mm -hmm. They and my aspiration to heal people from a role the world wanted us to play. Are you referring to control or losing control or manipulation? Uh, yeah, it, it was pretty much like, let's take um, hip hop, for example. Mm -hmm. There's certain people that think when they see somebody like us, oh, oh, you, you, you dress like this, you dress like that, you know. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's where I, that line came from. You know, you know, it's almost like that, like if you try to discriminate, you know, something like that. Oh, but okay. that's the role that they want us to play. But some of us is smarter than what they thought we were. So leaving a king with many tears of unforeseen dreams. Explain the unforeseen dreams and leaving the king. Well, there's that saying like people have regrets. You know what I'm saying? There's many people that went through the line of history that had regrets of mistakes that they made that's where that line came in it was more of we don't want to leave this world with tears of unforeseen dreams leaving a king and many tears of unforeseen dreams you mentioned that the unforeseen dreams are what was that again like it, it's unforeseen dreams like for example when I wrote that I was thinking about like all the people that's been shot murdered stuff like that some of them some of them would like have you know dreams of being great things but their lives was cut down short oh yeah so that's where that line was referring to right there oh okay perfect mm -hmm. what i do also like is chasing his family over things god bless him to have so mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, choosing his family over the things God blessed him to have. Now, are you referring here as to family and God being different or no. is it because of separation of it? No, I'm, I'm I was talking about the choices in life, you know, that people make. Like you have a choice to have to be like, for example, for example, an athlete. Mm -hmm. They have they will have a choice of accepting this contract that will keep them away from their family for X amount of time. You know, they be on the road, not be able to see them. Or do they want to be with their family and make less money? But at the same time, they will have more blessing. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like that teeter totter, you know, decision making that every person has to go through in life like are you going to choose your family 
or what you want. Yeah. So trying to find that balance. I mean, it'd be nice yeah. to have both. Exactly. It's yeah. good to have both, but sometimes in life, you know, you got to choose. Do you want to go down this road? Cause you know exactly what they're going to ask of you. Yes. Or do you want to just say, you know, I'd rather spend time with my family than to, you know, be away from them where they hardly even know me. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. You're talking about long-term stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Long-term. Yeah. Yeah. Another part. I like this whole section. Mm -hmm. Uh, He may be using you to connect with another person across the world. Too many of us sleep on our talents and dreams. So cool. Mm -hmm. Too many of us drive off the street of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just, it's pretty self-explanatory, but I really thought that those were really great, profound lines because it really does describe how he may be using you to connect with another person across the world, which I think as poets, that's what we do. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah. You know, And I have to admit that my, the first time I realized that was when I was starting to find my niche in poetry and stuff, because 2020 I've, you know, found the poetry community and stuff, which I've been searching for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but, you know, I finally found them because everybody was, had to go online and stuff. So I started posting different poetry, you know, groups and stuff like that on Facebook and, you know, sharing it on Instagram and stuff like that. And the waves of people that it was impacting, I was like, what? Uh, y'all, y'all like this? Y'all, 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 y'all like what I'm saying? You well, know, it resonates it, it, if it's true. I mean, when you when yeah. you tell the truth, it yeah. resonates with people. And 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 you know, I, I be hearing like a whole lot of people that come on my show that say they they went and you know learned this from a teacher, this teacher that. But for me, it was like when I had a pen and paper in front of my hand. I was just started writing like journal entries at first. And then, and then all of a sudden it turned to poetry and stuff like that. And I started getting more deep, like doing more deep soul writing. And it just started turning into what is like the product today and stuff. So I, I, I can't actually tell people who taught me what I was like this. I just got a pen and a pad. It just started writing, like, because that's all I knew I had to do was just keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. And once I got all the anger out, that's yeah. when poetry started to flow in a different way into more positive tones. So, yeah, it's amazing how poetry is so therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And yeah. it still oh. is my therapy to this day. <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes you write stuff like I'll write something and because something pissed me off, you know, and I go, I gotta let it go. Because when you can't let stuff go, it affects you. Yeah. And some and some people are verbal. They could sit down, talk with people and stuff like that, get out that way. And then you have people like me that just I'll be like this. No, just give me a pen and pad. (laughs) <laughs> let me go ahead and write it out let me go write it out because i don't know how how to phrase it or how to do it but if you put a pen and a pad in front of my hand it just comes out perfectly right because i'm just leaving it there 
Yeah. And they'd be like, okay, the next page. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it's amazing how so much truth comes from that, mm-hmm. you know, because, mm-hmm. and I think, and I've discussed this with other poets is like, you get people that say, wow, you're talking about stuff that I felt, but I was ashamed or I didn't want to talk to anybody about it, but I'm glad I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a society is the part that we want to know we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think as humans, I think that goes across the board. So there was another line that I like. Too many of us drive off the street of life. Mm-hmm. That was when I thought of that. I thought, you know, when people want to be altered because they can't deal with life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Like too many of us, you know, get so wrapped up into what we want to be and can accept what life has us to become and we have to be some of us just like drive off the street of life and just say you know what it ain't even worth it you know what i find that when people feel that life isn't worth it Mm -hmm. it's their perception of what they think their life Mm -hmm. should be and they're not living up to that life that they think that they should live instead of looking at life as is and what you're feeling. Yeah, I got man. I got man. I just recently learned that. So <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, I, it took a hard it took it took a hard road to get there, but yeah, I got there. Yeah, I did uh I have a quote as I meditate, and that's mm-hmm. how I get over writer's block and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. What is going on here? And then the the quote popped in my head. Perfection is a perception. Mm-hmm. Because what you think is perfect is different from what I think is perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's a total exactly. perception. It's not even true. It's like when people say, I'm telling you the truth, the truth is giving you an honest opinion. Mm-hmm. It's their truth. It's not the truth. You know? mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> um, indeed. Yes. So let me go on to another line. I always try to interpret and feel what all poets are saying. Mm-hmm. Too many untold dreams lie before my eyes. Now, I have a, did you mean lie, like lay in front of you? Yeah. Or did you mean lie, like a lie, like the untruth? No, no, no. Like it lied in front of you. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I know. I know. I know. Um, most people would think it was lies and stuff. I was just trying to be, you know, a little creative and stuff like that. Just was like, yo something's missing in this part right here so and, you know i had like the beginning i had the end but it was just that one word that was missing yeah. i was like okay let's just let's see if it works works okay cool <laughs> yeah because it has it could have two different interpretations yes yeah. yeah, is it indeed. in front of you or is it lying to you yeah you know? yeah so yeah. i think that's kind of a cool line mm-hmm. suicide used to be satan's way to cover my eyes Mm-hmm. And are you referring to society as Satan's way? When I said like suicide was Satan's way to cover my eyes, I was actually referring to a time when I was 16. And at the same time, when I was 16, was the same time that I even like rededicated my life, you know, it started, you know, changing my ways and stuff. But it was just funny how I came so close. And then as time went on, you know, as as I got older and stuff, 
I started realizing that that you know when you live life you know you don't think about stuff like that and also on top of that that's a way for the devil the the satan lucifer bad guy whatever however you want to say it however you believe it Mm -hmm. the negative energy will win yeah so that's what that line was referring to it's strange there's so many different philosophies about suicide you know, mm-hmm. there's uh, the Japanese think it's honorable to do it mm-hmm. to save your family. Yeah, I find that in most other world religions, including mm-hmm. reincarnation, mm-hmm. that if you commit suicide, you're just bound to come right back and live this life again because you didn't learn your lessons. Yeah. You know, so. So what's the whole point of, you know, like uh, doing that over and over again, if you don't have the same results? over and over and over again that's more like a hell yeah exactly and i think that's why certain world religions think of it as like you'll go to hell if you kill yourself because you're going to come back and until you learn that lesson you're going to just keep reliving the same life you know like i learned a lot of lessons in my life and i don't want to come back (laughs) i want to be done Mm -hmm. there's another line i have my prayers of peace and finishing the race Were you thinking of the race as mankind, the race or the race in the life you are currently living? Well, when I was talking about that line, I was actually uh, talking about, you know, trying to finish the race that you run in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So that's what's going on with that. But we are afraid of progression, which I find that to be so true. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean... There's so much I could say about that. You could look at it from the time that that we should have been progressing. Too many of us was arguing. And that's still going on to this day. And that's been going on since I was a baby coming out the womb. And we still haven't learned our lesson. We're doing a rinse, ladder, and repeat. Rinse, ladder, and repeat. Rinse, ladder, repeat. And I just wrote it down in a line, just stayed, stayed the facts out. I'm like, you know, unfortunately, as human beings, I think we need to be hit over the head sometimes. Oh, yes. You know, because because right now we're in a pandemic, which is basically mm-hmm. another plague. Mm-hmm. It's just a nicer word for it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I saw a meme that said, well, I guess we should not be saying avoid it like the plague, because obviously people are not avoiding the plague. <laughs> Oh, no, no, they're not avoiding the plague. No. And if you look throughout history, the Black Plague actually happened twice. It happened in the 1300s and the 1500s. But after mm-hmm. the 1500s, we got the Renaissance period. Mm-hmm. When we got the one in 1918, then we got the Roaring Twenties after that. Mm-hmm. So I'll be real curious to see what happens with this one. Oh, it's a revolution. It is a yeah, revolution, yeah, but yeah, there's usually it's, uh, it's definitely a revolution going on because I, I could I can see it in it's it's in music, it's in it's in everything that, that you turn on now. I'm like it, it's out there in the open. So and people are speaking their truth, even mm-hmm. though their truth might be biased or hateful exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Well, we, we just pray for for them right there. <laughs> Yeah, there's no sense in hating because then that's your karma. 
you know, you send out love, you send out good vibes to them that they may be happier. Because I think a lot of hate and anger comes from unhappiness Mm -hmm. and of lack. If you think of lack, you blame people for progressing. And I mean, I I don't agree with it because if I'm going to be angry with someone because they're getting ahead in their lives, do I Mm want to do what they're doing? Most likely No. no. So why would I even be upset about it? I don't want to do what they're doing. Exactly. When, when I was talking about the progression, I was like, I was talking about like the bigger picture, like, like what was the, like in the 1990s, what was the biggest thing you said no, that you thought about when you came into the 2000s? Because I know for me, it was like back to the future. I was ready for the flying skateboard and the flying car and everything. Coming to the 2000s, I'm still riding a Honda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And the thing is, we actually have the technology. Exactly. To do so, all of this stuff. But it would be from solar power versus mm-hmm. oil. I mean, we could use oil for other things. It's not like mm-hmm. it's like people were fighting tobacco. You know, they have to have people smoke. No. You know that tobacco can be used as a pesticide. It's mm-hmm. a natural pesticide. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we can use it for that. It doesn't mean you're going to exactly. go out of business. You know, exactly. You might put out the pesticide companies that want to use chemicals, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's a natural pesticide. Everything in nature already takes care of itself. We just have to understand it. And that's why I kind of created that line, you know, and love that line because, and it's just the fact that we have all this technology, we have all this wisdom and power but are we really using it or are we trying to blame this person over here for doing this over here and that person doing that over there i hate to say this but yeah you you look this color so you automatically guilty go over here no i don't like you because you wear a blue uniform and stuff like where are we going to wake up and start to build together and grow together. Yeah. Like we need to get rid of those biases because mm-hmm. we're really all the same. Exactly. We're like, really like, all the same. It's like you're fighting. I love the people say, well, they're different and they're this and that. I go, you know what? If God is really our father, then we're all his children or her children. Yeah. He is her. And look at him. I think of I'd God as an I, energy. Go ahead. I, exactly. Pretty much. That, that's what he is. He's an energy. He's you can't see him, but you know, he's there. Yes. You can't touch him, but you know, it's real, you know, because like, this is my biggest thing I used to tell people. And we get back to the poem in a little bit. OK, so if you don't think there's a God, if you don't think there's an energy or a being that's higher than all this that's going on in life make me a star make me a moon make me a planet where you have the moon circling around that planet and never once crashes into that planet and then after you're done with that make sure you have about oh like as many planets as you want but in the middle you have a sun that's nuclear beyond human capability Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying 
but you got to be able to be able to handle it and make sure that it keeps all these other planets going around in a circle, but never once none of them crash into it and it don't crash into them. Yeah. And you know, the thing that's fascinating about that is that we're just one solar system exactly, in the Milky Way. And mm-hmm. exactly. they're uh, studying now because, you know, the, the satellites that are now past Pluto, mm-hmm. that there's actually a huge planet behind Pluto and Pluto's no longer a planet. It got demoted, mm-hmm. but it got demoted again. It got demoted. <laughs> There's actually a big planet, but they couldn't see it because they would only see like a, an outline. Mm-hmm. But now they're realizing well, we haven't been able to get that far. But with the last sat- one of the last satellites is supposed to pass that. Mm-hmm. If it hasn't passed it already. They found that there's like thousands, thousands of Earth-like planets just in our universe. Mm-hmm. So we're just like really spread out far away because Mm -hmm. if you look, there's more planets that are more clustered and suns that are clustered closer together, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's fascinating that now we can actually scientifically see this, Mm. you know, stuff that guys talked about in the 1500s when they were looking through telescopes and saying, well, you know, this, or if you look at native American culture that talks about the Pleiades, Mm-hmm. You couldn't see the Pleiades with your naked eye and they mm-hmm. didn't have telescopes, they, but they knew the stories and they knew about the mm-hmm. planets and they knew where they were situated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fascinating to me about how much we actually know, but yet don't know. It, it's exactly. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> it's that that God energy or Akashic records or however you want to see it. Yeah. Uh, that energy of information. And I, I feel like we're, what do they call it? Um, IV'd, like an IV drip, mm-hmm. the information when we're ready for it. Mm-hmm. We're going to close off the poem. Okay. We bear many crowns and many rings. Now I'm interested about the rings. Are you talking about the jewelry or are you talking about life and its rings? Like I thought of well, when I read that, I thought of a tree. When you cut the tree, you can see all the rings and you see life. Well, Actually, I kind of meant both because now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you the rings. Okay, so imagine you picturing a king. Mm-hmm. He bears the crown to let the world know that, hey, he's the man of the house or whatever, you know, or, you know, he's the one all be all of the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? And a queen wears her crown to let the world know that she's the queen of the house or the queen of this land or this country and stuff, right? The rings part is based on they bear many rings, meaning they bear many talents. They bear many gifts. They bear many obstacles. Whatever you bear is what you hold in your hand. So what does mankind have on their fingers? Rings. rings. That's how the rings came in. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Just to hold a royal family up so they don't ever have to sink. Oh, yeah. Now, that that was something that I was taught by, you know, my, you know, my dad. My dad said, son, when you get older, many people want to talk about they want to be 
a king. They wanna they wanna be the man of the house, but he my night this man he sat down and he taught me a lot. He was like, yo, he said, he said to me, son, many people wanna be kings, but they don't know that a king is the one that holds his wife up, his children up, so that they would never have to, you know, go through the brunt, feeling the pain. Or, you know, you try to. Many guys try their best to hold their family up. And, you know, some can and because they financially said and stuff. And some be like this, okay, I, I'm going to go underwater, but y'all going to live. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where that, that part comes in. Like you hold your world family up. It's like you hold your wife up, your kids up, your dreams up, your destiny up. Even though you may not make it through, these they will keep on going and keeping your legacy going too. So I grew up poor, so mm-hmm. we never questioned being loved. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. I knew that was there. I never had to question it whatsoever. In oh. fact, it was weird because when I left home, I thought everybody would love me like my family. No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you exactly. realize you get older and it's like, you know, you, you leave home and you have to earn people's love. Yeah, and yeah. Well, at least be, be honest to yourself and i think mm-hmm. if, if you're honest to yourself i think people gravitate towards that too yes indeed yes indeed i said and that's that's where that line came to effect because it was actually a tribute to both my dad and this painting that i saw and it was a painting that i saw like i think on facebook where it was like you had the wife and the kids literally on the back of the husband while they was going through the water. Oh, wow. So he at the bottom and the water is right here at his neck. So he has to hold his head up. But his wife and his kids, he made sure that they was out of the water, but he went through the water so that they would live and stuff. So it, it was a it was a deep pain. So it's amazing how a picture can tell an entire story. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's why. That's why I dedicated my podcast to the arts. Cause I'm like, yo, we do poetry. We um, when we say poetry, we put the image in somebody's brain, mm-hmm. like verbally. With a painter, they put the image in a person's brain visually, but yes. it's the same concept. Yes. Yes, I, I love it. Me too. Sometimes when I'm stuck on what to write, I start looking at pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and then it just yeah. boom comes to you. You're like, wow, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, and now I have a poem or at least I have a couple of lines that I could elaborate on. One of my questions, because we covered a lot of your personal stuff that I was going to ask you, but that's good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, no, that's perfect. Because if <laughs> yeah. we, it, to me, it was even better because it wove in. Mm-hmm. to the to the poem and i like that very much because a poem is oh, a yeah. story so it tells usually mm-hmm. a life story when did yeah. you start writing uh i started writing actually at the age of 16 but how long i've been around poetry 
it's been longer than that because uh, my mom she used to take me to church when she was in the choir and stuff so I got a little bit of that musical side in me you know mm-hmm. like the gospel side because when you around something for so long it's embedded in you you know what I'm saying so yes the poetry side actually came in as when I was talking about you know my therapy and stuff mm-hmm. at the age of 16 that was a way for me to release either I was going to do a journal entry which I have in a white binder and I'm going to put the word danger on it because I'm like, yo, that's the dark side. <laughs> it, got, it got more words than a little bit. So you read on your own caution. <laughs> yeah. But as time went on, my journal entry started turning into poetry and stuff. Just for at first, it was just something for me to do just to be goofy and stuff, you know, make myself smile or something. Like, I think my first poem was like the, was the, you know, the cliche roses is red or something. I tried to like switch it up around or something, but then all of a sudden it started turning into something where I was using just to release some stuff. And, you know, people started, even back when I was in high school was like, yo, you good. You got a talent and stuff. I'm like, but I never saw it with my own eyes. So if you don't see the talent with your own eyes, then it's not there. No, (laughs) you don't pursue it as uh, something as a career or anything. It's just a passion that you keep to yourself. I mean, as a poet, I threw all my poetry in the drawer. I didn't want anybody to see it. It was for me. And, And that's how I was. And I'm noticing that with interviewing other poets and stuff, we somewhat got the same tale, you know, like, yo, I'm, I don't want nobody to actually see this and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when we get older, we like this, oh, screw it. We yes. going all in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that with my first book because it's called Inspire Me Raw and it's all these raw emotions. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? And it was funny because I was on with Amazon and mm-hmm. I had my finger on the, she kept saying, publish. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> publish and i it was it was really hard i hit i finally hit publish and uh, i said well now the world's gonna know yeah deal with it and i i kid you not that's how i felt about dominique's words and stuff i'm like uh, okay (laughs) i i got i had the manuscript up and stuff like that like it wasn't no problem writing the book no it wasn't no problem writing the poetry in the book no it was the problem when you ran all the information down and you're down to that word publish. <laughs> you're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about, uh, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm just putting this as a joke here. I, I was like, yo, should I go get me some whiskey? Let me go get me some Mary Jane. Huh, let me clear my head. Let me get in a positive spaceman and also i said push the button <laughs> what are you hesitating for yo, i know that little yo, voice in your head yo, and the woman and the woman on the other side of, of amazon you're saying hit publish because she's waiting for me to hit yeah. publish so she can see the manuscript mm-hmm. and so i'm like it was hard I yeah yeah it, but you know what got great reviews from it 
Mm -hmm. And I was terrified to release that. Mm -hmm. So on Dominic's words, uh, Mm -hmm. who is Dominique's? Dominique, did you write that Um, after someone or is it? No, no, no. That's actually just a character. I came up in my brain. Oh, okay. Um, Like all the characters in the book, there's no relation to anything. They just a character in my brain and stuff so oh okay so it's yeah. one of the characters in the story the main yeah, lead, just, the main character yeah yeah he's the main character and then you know as the book goes on you you learn about the other characters and stuff but he's he's a poet and stuff that you know his past came back to try to defeat him you know what i'm saying but he was in a better state of mind so you gotta read the book and see how it all uh Put together because I'm I, I'm not trying to tell the whole plot and stuff, but no, 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 and you, you know, and, and you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a good book though. What would you like to say to the audience before we close? Oh, I just want to say they thank y'all for having me on, and you know, it's a pleasure to be able to, you know, have my work out there and you know, people to know about it and stuff like that. So. Hey, thank y'all. Thank you so much for being on the show. And how can they reach you? Uh, you can reach me actually at uh, CEO Spoken King on Facebook. That will have the that will have all my stuff that I'm working on, like my podcast, um, my live podcast when I go live and stuff like that. And yeah, I also have my YouTube on there and Instagram. I, I got everything on there. So. Every, all, all your contacts yeah. are on there. I'll, I'll also, yeah. for the audience, I'm going to put all his contacts in the notes if, mm-hmm. so you could click through real quickly. Thank you so much for being on the show. I uh, really appreciate you. it. I love your poem and keep up the good work. We need to hear from voices like yours. Okay, well, I'm glad that y'all enjoyed it and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for listening to the Poetic Resurrection Podcast, available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, and many other podcast platforms. Please visit us and subscribe to our newsletter at PoeticResurrection.com for the latest information and updates.